0: Today we're going to be looking at the financial ratios which you'll need to know for your finance assessment and also for the trial. So we're going to start off with the current ratio. So the current ratio is current assets divided by current liabilities and this will be found on the balance sheet. This ratio is a rough measure of how easily a business can meet its current liabilities. The ratio shows us the relationship between current assets and current liabilities and what it does it provides a guide to the liquidity situation of the business. The suggested level for the ratio should be a ratio of 2 to 1, and basically what that means is current assets should be twice that of current liabilities. Some strategies that businesses use to improve the result is if the current ratio is too low, a manager is generally advised to reduce the current liabilities, like overdrafts, by equity funding, such as retained profits. Non-current assets could be sold to increase the current assets. Factoring and leasing would also free up the current assets. Factoring and sale of stock inventory would make some current assets more available. So emergency short-term measures include an overdraft and using more credit facilities. The second ratio you need to know is the debt-to-equity ratio, and that is total debt divided by owner's equity times 100 divided by 1. And this comes from the balance sheet. As that ratio increases from 80% to 120% there is a greater reliance on debt funding instead of equity funding and what this ratio shows us is the relationship between the total liabilities which is the debt and the level of equity put in by the owners. The suggested level for that ratio its hard to generalise really but if you are a small business they like to operate on a figure of 50% which means that the level of debt is half the level of funds provided by the owner. Many larger established businesses operate on figures above 100%, but they're taking advantage of those funds and they're able to expand their operations. That's why there's a difference. Any strategies to improve this result include if a business wish to lower the ratio, it needs to lower the debt and increase the input of equity funds. And there's a range of measures that reduce or eliminate the immediate debts of the business, which will help that. Number three is the gross profit ratio. And the equation for that is gross profit divided by sales times 100 over 1. And you'll find that on the revenue statement. High gross profit figures are preferred if possible, but the percentage varies greatly from business to business. Falling figures from previous years and low figures compared to other businesses indicate that there's a problem. So gross profit is needed to cover costs and provide a return. The ratio shows us the percentage of each dollar of sales, that is gross profit, which is sales minus COGS, costs of goods sold. The suggested level for this ratio, it's again, it's hard to suggest a prescribed level, but a markup of 100% gives a gross profit ratio of 50%. This figure is only important when it's compared to previous years and any other similar businesses. Any strategies to improve this result would include, a low or declining ratio situation, could call for the need to raise prices or get the stock at lower prices. These measures aren't always possible, though, and they could result in falling sales due to high prices and lowering the quality of goods. The next one is the net profit ratio. So the equation for that is net profit divided by sales times 100 over 1. And this comes from the revenue statement. If there's a low or declining net profit figure, that could be a concern, as it shows the amount of each sale going to the owner is low or falling, and it is related to the gross profit ratio. This ratio shows us that it differs from the gross profit ratio as it takes expenses into account. The suggested level for this ratio, generally the higher the figure the better, but this does need to be considered with the volume of sales and the type of industry. In many retail industries, a figure of 13 to 20% is considered good, but it is hard to generalise. And Some strategies to improve this include measures to increase the gross profit ratio, increase the net profit ratio. So the main strategies relate to measures to reduce expenses. If you increase the volume of sales and the level of output, that compensates for a low or falling net profit ratio. The next one is return on owner's equity. And that's net profit before tax divided by owner's equity times 100 over 1. And you'll find this on the revenue statement and the balance sheet. Low rates of return declining rates of return indicate the owner's assets aren't generating adequate income, which is critical for the owners. The ratio basically shows us that the reward the owners receive for using and risking their funds, it's very important. It's probably the most important for the owners because they need to know if their money is going to make them a return. They would be concerned if they receive less on the money they've invested rather than returns on the total assets of the business. The suggested level is that it would be desirable if it's a high level, if the ratio is high. The figure does vary depending on the industry and the general conditions of the economy. Business owners would be very unhappy if the number is below 10%, as higher returns could be achieved with little risk in areas such as property and financial institutions. If you, gain a, if you get a figure over 20%, that's considered excellent. And strategies to improve this include... Improving the return on investment include reducing expenses, improving efficiency, changing the sale mix to increase sales, you may adjust pricing to increase sales, and you may implement more effective marketing. Okay, moving on to the expense ratio. That's expenses divided by sales revenue times 100 over 1, and that can be found on the revenue statement. So with this, rising expenses do affect profits. Therefore, the rising expense rates could indicate a concern. Managers may wish to calculate individual ratios to see which cost centers are increasing their expenses at a higher rate. The ratio shows us the proportion of each dollar earned that is absorbed by expenses. So it's obvious that profit's going to be affected by your expense levels and you want to keep these low. Looking at a suggested level, it's not possible to set precise figures for particular businesses as there's different conditions. Increasing ratios aren't always a problem, as a business may plan to increase its marketing budget, which may be something that increases your expenses. But if you do have a rising expense ratio, you may need to control your costs. Strategies to improve that, well, that includes knowing the proportion of expenses to sales and then developing strategies to lower them. And that adds to the efficiency and profits of the business. And the final one is the accounts receivable turnover ratio. And that is annual credit sales divided by average accounts receivable and then when you get that figure you divide it by three sorry you divide 365 by that figure which gives you the amount of days so this is measured in days which is the days it takes to pay it comes from the revenue statement and the balance sheet so the figure what it shows is the efficiency of a business in collecting its debts it's also an indication of the liquidity of the debtors A long period, if it's increasing, could indicate poor credit control, poor credit policy, liquidity problems, and cash flow problems. What it shows us, as I've mentioned earlier, is how long it takes for a business to turn over its accounts receivable and collect money from its creditors. Very important. The suggested level, well, what you're looking at is many businesses have a credit period of 30 days. If the accounts receivable reaches 40 days, that is a concern. That means if you're a small business, it's taking 10 days to collect your accounts receivable. Not ideal. And the strategies for that, if you want to avoid that, you may need to be careful in granting credit and carefully monitoring your accounts. You may offer discounts for early payment, interest charges for late payments, which also encourage on-time payments. Okay, I hope this has helped. And if you want to go through that again, you can use your ratios booklet. Good luck.